Blog Talk Radio. Rubio, that's for damn sure. 
But he says, I support no abortions with absolutely no exceptions, not for rape, not for incest, not even to save the life of the mother. But once you are born, I don't want to know you. Don't even ask for a preschool program, a free lunch, food stamps, rent vouchers, a reduced rate for student loans, nothing. <laughs> he wants cheap workers, that's all. Uh, you know, he, he's just such he's a, a fascist. He's a fascist. He's a fascist. He's, he's, crazy he's, just, he's, just, he's just an idiot. Okay? The anti-media uh, anti wrote this. It says, is the thought of a Trump or Clinton presidency making you want to flee the United States? Well, you're not alone. Okay? Google, Google searches for how can I move to Canada spiked 1,150% on Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, this is funny. So, That's uh, pretty depressing. Oh, isn't it, though? Oh. But here we go. Oh, this is by Tyler Durden. Super Tuesday <laughs> sure was super for Donald Trump, the billionaire who has gone from joke to front runner in the span of just nine months and is now the presumed pick for the GOP nomination. That rattled the Republican establishment and sent shockwaves through the Washington area where no one and we mean no one can figure out how this happened. I wonder what they were doing. I have no idea. And while citizens clearly believe Trump is preferable to America's entrenched political aristocracy, there are quite a few people who have real reservations about the prospects of a Trump presidency. As we noted earlier this week, readers will likely disagree with a number of Larry Summers' points, but the bottom line is that some Americans are concerned about the country, the direction the country will take under Trump. I remember, I remember people were going crazy about about uh, when uh, George Bush went in. We were we were seriously thinking of moving to uh, anyway. British Columbia. <laughs> All right, but uh, and a lot of people did move to British Columbia. Is there any more to this article? Yes, yes, somewhere down here. somewhere. Yeah. All right, hang on a second. Trump presidency. Okay. And so and so, while this would seem to indicate a bit of national dissatisfaction because or one because of the percent that we just read for the Trump bid, it is worth noting that the billionaire support base is unwavering. In fact, the GOP frontrunner's dominating performance on Tuesday evening indicates for that for every American who wants to move to Canada should in in the event he wins the presidency, there are just as many or many more Americans who think Trump is just what the country needs. While analysts were already aware of Trump's popularity among less educated workers, his landslide win in Massachusetts with 49% of the vote was particularly surprising since the state has the most educated population in the U.S., the Telegraph goes on to note. At his victory speech in Florida, he said, I'm going to get along very well with the world. You're going to be very proud of me as a president. Well, unless you move to Canada, in, case, in which case you'll have to be very proud of Justin Trudeau. Let's go back and see what percent. Let's go, go down to that uh, query. Okay. How so, can I move to Canada? These are Google queries, by the way. Uh, it says, how can I move to Canada? Up one eleven hundred and fifty percent. Moving to Canada up a hundred and ten percent. Can I move to Canada ninety percent? How do I move to Canada eighty percent? 
And how to move to Canada from the U.S. is up 50%. <laughs> uh, anyway, I remember under Bush, I was looking that up myself. Uh, Bush was probably the absolute worst guy we've ever had. There's no, no question in my mind about that. But. Yeah. He left the country in a mess when he left oh, office, right domestically and internationally. Well, a Christian preacher, okay, evangelical support for Trump, Proves the liberals are right about all of them. I don't know what that means, Alan. Let's see what this says. Dead state. Um, Christian conservative Russell Moore denounced evangelical leaders who support Republican presidential candidate Donald Trump, despite what he sees as the GOP frontrunner's lack of Christian values. Well, Moore who is the president of the Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission of the Southern Baptist Convention. Like, what? You know? If there's not such a made-up thing, I don't know what is. Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission of the Southern Baptist Convention. Yeah, right. Wrote a column for the Washington Post on Monday where he stopped calling himself an evangelical and instead refers to him as a gospel Christian because... He believes the word evangelical has been contaminated with politics. Moore did mention Trump's name in the piece. However, he alluded to the former reality TV star as a politician who is spewing of uh, profanities in ca- campaign speeches, race-baiting and courting white supremacists, boasting of adulterous affairs, uh, debauching public morality, and justice through the casino and pornography industry. What? Okay. But anyway. Uh, he also believes that Trump and those who are supporting him do not seem to know much of the Bible. He says, Why are many evangelical leaders, including some who pontificate on nearly everything else, scared silent as evangelicalism is associated with everything from authoritarianism and bigotry to violations of religious freedom? Well, in a surprising twist, Moore admits secular progressives are right in some respects, specifically on contemporary evangelicals who fuse over religion and politics to gain status. For years, secular progressives have said that evangelical social action in America is not about religious conviction, but all about power. They've implied that the goal of the religious right is to cynically use the moral to get to the majority, not the other way around. This year, a group of high-profiled old God evangelical has proven these critics right. Oh, yeah. Uh, you uh, you uh, what? I, I always said that. I anyway. just wanted to go see what this says. What's that? Uh, Obama cuts funding for Christian-based absence and all. Oh, no. That's, I can understand what they <laughs> Let's go down here. I just wanted to go down a little bit. Right here. Keep going. Oh, even Ted Cruz's own daughter can't stand him. <laughs> all right. Well, let's talk. Let's listen to that one. I can't stand Ted Cruz, so yeah, I, I can see his daughter's either. coming out and saying she hates him. All right. Well, going after voters in Iowa this weekend, Ted Cruz wanted to show the, uh, the cameras what a little PDA from the Cruz household looks like. I don't know what a PDA is. I don't either. All right. Uh, showing affection is a given on the campaign trail. The photo ops might not always go as planned, but it's especially horrific when your own children show the world what an insufferable prick you are. <laughs> well, going after voters in Iowa this weekend, Ted Cruz wanted to show the camera 
is what a little PDA from the whole from the household cruise household looks like. Okay. Anyone who's a parent knows that your children will make things cringingly embarrassing just to spite you. But, but good Lord, Lord, not in front, front of the, the cameras. Here we go. Okay. Let's, let's we can tell it. you what happened. Yeah. Yeah. I just told my radio followers, I have hundreds of thousands of them all over America, 
and the people who watch my YouTube that I right. think that strategically you should vote for, right. Do- for Donald Trump because he's the strongest. Have you ever met Donald Trump? No, I never. Have you ever spoken to him at all? Any contact? Never. Has he ever reached out to you? Has he reached out to you recently or in the past? Never. And that's that's an example of what's going on here. You know, the Democratic Party, Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton and Ted Kennedy all supported a former Klansman, Robert Byrd, become become head of the Senate. I understand that. I also understand that. The point is this. The media did not go viral about this or, or in frenzy. They actually supported a for, right. former Klansman to become third in line I, I, to the president. I, I have a... That's interesting. That's so, really... That's really so what we saw on the tape was a lot different than the tone of the writing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, you know... So he's never really had anything to do with Trump. He just liked his views and uh, supported and, it. And supported him, that's all. So, you know... And, and, and Trump disavowed that. And I don't, I don't understand that that um, interview that Trump did, uh, he claims that it was that he, what he did is he gave a, he had a bad earphone uh, and a bad, bad audio, and he, they, he couldn't understand the questions they were asking him. But uh, I don't know. The cult of ignorance in the United States, anti-intellectualism, and the dumbing down, all right? Well, this is a problem. And the dumbing down of America. This is by Ray Williams. And it is from psychologytoday.com. It was written in June 2014. This is an but, interesting thing. Yeah, there is a growing and disturbing trend of anti-intellectual elitism in American culture. It's the dismissal of the science, the arts, and humanities in their replacement by entertainment, self-righteousness, ignorance, and deliberate gullibility. Susan Jacoby, author of The Age of American Unreason, says in an article in the Washington Post, dumbness, to paraphrase the late Senator Daniel Patrick Moynihan, has been subtly defined downward for several decades by a combination of heretofore irresistible forces. These include the triumph of video culture, overprint culture, a disjunction between America's rising level of formal education and their shapy grasp of basic geography, science, and history and the fusion of anti-rationalism with anti-intellectualism. I remember, you know, this woman, uh, Jacoby, we had her on a show back when, uh, I think it was in uh, 2010. Oh, really? I don't uh, remember that. We, this was back with our, on the FM show that we had. And she had come out with this book, and I think it was the same book, Age of uh, of American Unreason. Yeah. I can't say that I remember yeah. that. And uh, we really never heard of her. We didn't know who she was, but we were we were told we were our public Publ- publicist, Publ- publicist uh, introduced it to us in the book, and I wasn't really very impressed at the time by that because and and she took maybe a, she was ahead of her time and we didn't well get no it. she wasn't ahead of her time but you know she she was she was just uh she was an intellectual head of the washington post blog Som- sometimes those and, people uh, are difficult to have on and she she shows. yeah she was rather difficult because um i didn't i i didn't agree with the with what she was saying uh really i mean i agreed with the dumbing down of the united states no doubt about it but you know um uh, I don't have a lot of respect for the Washington Post, uh, and never did because they were they're anyway, owned, they're owned by the CIA. Let me go a little further well, in this. There has it, there has long been a tradition of anti-intellectualism in America. That's true. 
Unlike most other Western countries, Richard Hofstetter, who won a Pulitzer Prize in 64 for his book, Anti-Intellectuals in American Life, describes how the vast underlying foundations of anti-elite, anti-reason, anti-science have been infused into America's political and social fabric. Famous science fiction writer Isaac Asimov once said, there is a cult of ignorance in the United States. There always has been. The strain of anti-intellectualism has been a constant thread winding its way through our political and cultural life, nurtured by the false notion that democracy means uh, that my ignorance is just as good as your knowledge. That's true. Mark Berline, in his book, The Dumbest Generation, reveals how a whole generation of youth is being dumbed down by their aversion to reading anything of substance in their addiction to digital crap via social media. Journalist Charles Pierce, author of Idiot America, adds another perspective. The rise of Idiot America today represents, for profit mainly, but also, and more cynically, for political advantage in the pursuit of power, the breakdown of a consensus that the pursuit of knowledge is good, is also represents the ascendancy of the notion that people whom we should trust the least are the best are the people who know who best know what they are talking about. In the new media age, everybody is an expert. That's true. There's a pervasive suspicion of rights, privileges, knowledge, and specialization, says Catherine Liu, the author of American Idol. American anti-elitism as a cultural critique, and a film and media studies professor at the University of California. The very mission of universities has changed, argues Lou. We don't educate people anymore. We train them to get jobs. Part of the reason for the rising anti-intellectualism can be found in the declining state of education in the U.S. compared to other advanced countries. After leading the world for decades in 25 to 34-year-olds with university degrees, the U.S. is now in 12th place. The World Economic Forum ranked the U.S. at 52nd among 139 nations in the quality of its university math and science instruction in 2010. Nearly 50% of all graduate students in the sciences in the U.S. are foreigners, most of whom are returning to their home countries. This is really sad. The Oklahoma, we probably give them scholarships. The Oklahoma Council of Public Affairs commissioned a civic education poll among public school students. A surprising 77% don't know that George Washington was the first president. Couldn't name Thomas Jefferson as the author of the Declaration of Independence. And only 2.8% of the students actually passed the citizenship test. Along similar lines, the Goldwater Institute of Phoenix did the same survey, and only 3.5% of the students passed the civic test. According to the National Research Council report, only 28% of high school science teachers consistently follow the National Research Council guidelines on teaching evolution. And 13% of those teachers explicitly advocate creationism or intelligent design. 18% of Americans still believe that the sun revolves around the earth. And, oh, and according to a Gallup poll, the American Association of State Colleges and Universities report on education shows 
that the U.S. ranks second among all nations in the proportion of the population aged 35 to 64 with college degrees, with 19th in the percentage of those aged 25 to 34 with an associate's or high school diploma, which means that for the first time, the educational attainment of young people will be lower than their parents. 74% of Republicans in the U.S. Senate and 53% in the House of Representatives deny the validity of climate change, despite the findings of the U.S. National Academy of Science and every other significant scientific organization in the world. According to the 2009 National Assessment of Educational Progress, 68% of public school children in the U.S. do not read proficiently at the time they finish third grade. And the U.S. News and World Report uh, reported that barely 50% of students are ready for college-level reading when they graduate. And according to a 2006 survey by National Geographic, Roper, nearly half of Americans between 18 and 24 do not think it necessary to know the location of other countries in which important news is being made. And more than a third consider it not at all important to know a foreign language, and only 14% considered it very important. That's crazy. According to the National Endowment for the Arts, reported in 1982, 82% of college graduates read novels or poems uh, for pleasure. Two decades later, only 67% did. And now, and more than 40% of Americans under 44 did not read a single book, oh my God, fiction or nonfiction over the course of a year. <laughs> the, pro the proportion of 17-year-olds who read nothing unless required by school, has doubled since 1984 to 2004. And Gallup released a poll indicating 42% of Americans still believe God created human beings in their present form less than 10,000 years ago. And in 2008, University of Texas found uh, that 25% of public school biology teachers believed that humans and dinosaurs inhabited the Earth simultaneously. Okay. Okay. The American schools, in American schools, the culture exalts the athlete and good-looking cheerleader. Well-educated and intellectual students are commonly referred to in public schools and media as nerds, dweebs, dorks, and geeks, and are relentlessly harassed and even assaulted by some popular jocks or openly displaying any intellect. These anti-intellectual attitudes are not reflected in students in most European or Asian countries, and those educational levels have now equaled and will surpass that of the U.S., and most TV shows or movies, such as The Big Bang Theory, depict intellectuals as being geeks, if not effeminate. All right. Uh, John W. Traphangan, professor of religious studies at the University of Texas, argues the problem is that Asian countries have core cultural values that are more akin to a cult of intelligence and education than a cult of ignorance and anti-intellectualism. In Japan, for example, teachers are held in high esteem and normally viewed as among the most important members of the community. There is a suspicion and even disdain for the work of teachers that occurs in the U.S. Teachers in Japan typically get paid significantly more than their peers in the U.S. The profession of teaching is one that is seen as being of central value in Japanese society and those who choose the profession are well compensated in terms of salary, pension, and respect for their knowledge and their efforts on behalf of children. 
In addition, we do not see in Japan significant numbers of the types of religious schools that are designed to shield children from knowledge about basic tenets of science and their accepted understanding of history, such as evolutionary theory or religious views of the founding fathers who were largely deists, which are essential to having a fundamental understanding of the world, Trap, uh, Trap Hangan contends. But anyway, the reason for this is because, in general, Japanese value education, value the work of intellectuals, and see a well-educated public with a basic common knowledge in the areas of scientific fact, math, history, and literature as being an essential foundation to a successful democracy. Well, you know, there's a lot to be said about the Japanese culture, too. That, you know, Not so terrific. Yeah, not so terrific. And most sure. of them are dying of radiation poisoning now because of Fukushima. But, but you know, you, you, these things are... That I can understand that. I see it, and, you know, we see it, and, and uh, we agree. It's, uh, I, there's a culture of anti-intellectualism. Uh -huh. There's no question about That's it. why we can't get a decent candidate for president. Yeah, I mean, you know, the people who are going for Trump or they're going for Hillary. Both are complete and utter idiots. So it's like, you know, uh, you know, well, I, can't say, guy, I can't say Hilary's an idiot. She's just a puppet, you know. She's, she's a conniving. She's a, she's a puppet, and uh, she, you know, she'll do anything for a buck. You know, and, For herself. And, and her husband as well. I mean, those two are just unbelievable, what they've done. I, I, I just unbelievable. It's just crooks. But, hey, police help carry out domestic terror attacks in California. Yeah. Uh, this this was in, you know, I wanted to do some, uh, but let, let's go back to the Hillary, lovely Hillary and Bill, anti-media. Uh, People are saying Bill Clinton violated election laws yesterday and should be arrested. Watch the video and tell us what you think. Over 60,000 people want Bill Clinton arrested for violating election laws on Super Tuesday. Well, let's people find out what People are furious over videos that reportedly show Bill Clinton breaking election laws in Massachusetts. So let's look at what Billy Boy did. Well, he's such a, he's a, such a terrible uh, he's a, he's person. A dirt bag. Let's, let's go on from there. More than... Uh, okay. More than 60,000... Well, wait a minute. Let's see what it says. More than 60,000 people are calling for the arrest and prosecution of former Bill Clinton, uh, president, alleging he violated election laws by entering multiple polling stations in Boston and other Massachusetts areas on Tuesday. A Change.org petition launched that same evening calls for the Attorney General Maura Healey to take action against Clinton uh, through the Secretary of State and says his behavior was lawful. The petition says that Bill Clinton made a clear, knowing, and egregious violation of campaign law to swing an election in a significant way, alluding to Massachusetts general laws and procedures that prohibit uh, campaigning with 100, within 150 feet of a polling station or in any way interfering with the right to vote. According to state voting procedures, no person shall solicit votes for or against or otherwise promote or oppose any person or political party or position on a ballot question to be voted on in the current election. Secretary of State William Galvin told the New York Times his office had to remind some of our poll workers that even a president can't go inside and work a polling place. He can go in, but he can't approach voters. He continued, we just took the extra precaution of telling them because this is not an uh, usual occurrence. You don't usually get a president doing this. Well, he never paid attention to any laws. 
Well, he's not a president. He's a former president. Yes. WVBC, a local ABC affiliate, reported that Brian McNiff, spokesperson for Galvin, clarified that Clinton broke no law during his visits to the interior of polling places but because he was not handing out any flyers or voting material for Hillary Clinton. Oh, yeah. All he had to do was just stand there and go, Hi, I'm Bill Clinton. Vote right. for Hillary. You know, he didn't Clinton, had not Clinton a, a also flyer, entered yeah. polling centers in West Roxbury and Newton and attended an event outside a polling center in New Bedford. In West Roxbury, Clinton visibly spoke to a poll worker, agreed to take a picture with her, remarking, As long as we're not violating any election laws, McNiff said of the New Bedford appearance that no one was prevented from voting. The city and voters were notified well in advance of the event. He admitted that Galvin's office notified Clinton's campaign of possible violations. We haven't heard about it, and the clerks have been instructed, and the campaign has been instructed that 150 feet is the rule. Clinton supporters and Mayor Boston and Marty Welch declined to acknowledge any illegal activity. Rather, he shook of course. poll workers' hands with the former president in West Roxbury. President Clinton joined Mayor Walsh to thank all poll workers in West Roxbury this morning, a spokesperson for his office said, adding that Clinton did not campaign inside the polling place. Ah, oh, this is like splitting hairs. He shouldn't have been there. It, no. You know, and here's the, the let's go to the the video, see what they said. Go, let's see yeah, what he did. Massachusetts State Brass is defending the Clintons in spite of the unethical and possible illegal behavior and the petitions despite the uh, apparent free pass. Disputes the apparent yeah. free pass. Bill Clinton was not only in electioneering within the boundary, although the spokesperson for Clinton denies that he was ever inside a polling place. Photos and video show him clearly greeting and talking up election workers inside right here. Yeah. The state continues, after being told to refrain from this activity, which is a third-degree voter violation. Felony. Felony, uh, for which Clinton indeed must have known the law and chose to violate it. Bill Clinton does not vote in Massachusetts and would have no other business in a bowling station on election day besides campaigning for his wife. Oh, yeah. But, you know, we, we talked about, and I brought this up in another show, about the uh, fraud in Nevada, and 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 I, I even played the video about his uh, uh, Hillary's uh, 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 campaign lawyer yeah. telling telling the campaign workers to go out and violate the laws yeah. and don't worry about it. All right. Yeah, and they'll they deal did. with it afterwards. And they won a very 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 close margin in those caucuses in, in Nevada. And uh, that's why. Because she, she but they cheat. Yeah, they cheat. But it wasn't. It was brought up. And it was mentioned, and videos were shooting. But, you know, I have to say, you know who I blame above all is Bernie Sanders. He's nothing but a freaking wimp, all right? I mean, he won't combat her. He won't say anything negative about her. They did file. Uh, well, whoopee-doo-doo, you know. Well, yeah, you know why they did that? It wasn't him. It was it was his, his, it was his people. His people were so damn mad about it, Okay. But Bernie, Bernie's a shill. He's just a shill for Hillary, I, and I'm convinced of that. All right. I don't like the guy. I don't like his foreign policy. His domestic policy is is wonderful. But you know, he's so full of beans, man, that you know you couldn't get anything of that passed through anyway. Well, let's see right? what this is. He's a, he's a joke. This well, is Hillary's a, a joke. This is the polling place. I'm moving to Canada. 
All they're doing is showing Hillary shaking hands. No, with, uh, Bill Clinton. Oh, I'm sorry, Bill Clinton shaking hands in the polling yeah. station. And why would he be there except to campaign? He's, he's campaigning for it. And I think it's so wrong. And there's and there's the film. Yep. And, you know, of course, nobody will do anything about it until... No, no. Well, Ralph Nader had the same problem when yeah. he was, you know, they did all kinds of things to violate his oh, rights. Yeah. And, 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 and by yeah, the time it came to court, uh, it was years after And they, and they never real. mentioned it in the press. No. They, never, they, they, they just care. snowballed it all the way down the line. Because if you want, if you want to know if there's a fixed party... Yeah. It's the Democratic Party. More so than the Republicans, if you can almost actually believe that. But I do. And I read the other night. I'll read it again These tonight. These delegates. I don't like that idea at all. That's not Democratic. No, no, no. Uh, how Hillary Clinton's Super Tuesday win relied on dismal voter turnout. Nobody wanted to vote for her. They, they, said, there, they her. said there was a big turnout, though. Not for her. Maybe for Trump. That's what for Trump, means. yeah. On the surface, Super Tuesday results may appear as if Democrats are starting to coalesce around Hillary Clinton. But when taking a closer look at how many voters actually showed up in the polls this year compared to last time, there was a uh, Democrat presidential primary. The numbers tell a very different story that many very well have a uh, that may very well have a bad ending for Clinton supporters and all Democrats in general. Um, huh. In all the states that Clinton won, Democratic turnout was drastically lower this year than in 2008. Aside from Massachusetts, where Clinton won by one percent, with voter turnout just 4.29 percent lower in 2016 than 2008. All of Clinton's wins relied on anywhere between 20% and 50% fewer Democratic voters going to the polls in those respective states. Democratic turnout as a whole was 32% lower on Super Tuesday in 2016 when compared to eight years ago. Really? Yeah. But you see, yeah, you're showing all the polls, all the Democratic polls, all the uh-huh. way down on every state, way, way down. But, huh. but you know, I can understand that. I can honestly understand that in a, in a lot of ways because even with Bernie running around going holy, 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 ha, you know, uh, Hillary, they, anybody with any brains or anybody who watches this stuff or reads this stuff like we do understands what a rigged system this is for the Democrats, okay? Mm-hmm. And the Republicans, not so much, but the, the Democrats for sure. And, you know, it's fixed. It's fixed and it's rigged. All right, and we know that, okay, and uh, you know, and, and everybody else out there knows it as well, you know, and uh, my my website right now is. is well, the sad part is they don't know it, Leo. No, no, but they're starting to know it. I think they really do know it's rigged, and that's why they're turning away from the polls. They're not going. They don't give a damn anymore. You know, oh, Bernie's guys are all yeah, 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 but you know, the problem is, is everybody knows if he loses, he's turning his votes over to Hillary. All right, there's no big revolution of anything. He's just a, he's just a, a, a you know, a, a, a schmuck. You know, just like they all are. I, I wouldn't give you a dime for any Democrat, and anywhere. The only one I would give you a dime for is this woman here. This is I read about this the other day. I think I did last week, but um, was was the woman who uh, gave uh, who um, she was the vice chairman 
of the Democratic National Committee, right? Uh-huh. And she was a congresswoman, and she resigned out of uh, out of disgust at the Democratic Committee, rigging deliberately rigging the vote for for uh, Bernie uh, not Bernie for Hillary, mm-hmm. and she dropped out. She resigned from the from from the position and went and and endorsed Bernie Sanders. Okay, and she was from uh, Hawaii, I believe. But uh, what a never, terrible thing for her to face, huh? Yeah, and she and just that must yeah. be very. But guess what? Guess what? There was no mention of it in the Bernie Sanders. Uh, Bernie never mentioned her endorsement, and Bernie never mentioned it publicly, and he never talked bad about the Democratic Party rigging the election against them. Right? That's why we know it's rigged because Bernie is going. Bernie's making money, man. He's making tons and tons of money. Right? He's he's brought in in just since uh, what since. Uh, and in the last month and a half, he brought in over forty million bucks. Okay? Wow! The guy, the guy's uh, dripping in dough. Okay, because all these people think he's something special. He's nothing special. He's going to drop out of his race. He's going to take his money, go home, and retire. You know, and all that money goes to him. No, not once you've declared it doesn't. Yes, it does. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, well, you, no, no, Where did no, it go, no, Lila? No, no, no. What happens, that's why Joe Lieberman, what he did to get, keep his money, you don't understand. Once you formally declare, you can't keep the money. But everything that you raise before, it depends how you raise your money. That's not necessarily true. What listen, is, listen no, to me. me. No, no you, you're wrong. You listen, you're wrong. No, you you're listen very wrong. To me. No. You listen to me. You lose. Because, you keep the money. Because Lieberman, what he did to keep the money, you see, that's why he fired everybody in his campaign. Yeah. And he hired everybody in his family, and that's how he kept it. Yeah, but not only that, he kept all the money afterwards. Where did it go? I don't know how they how see, they the do problem, that. You know, I know this. After Dean uh, made $90, 90 million dollars, and after New Hampshire dropped out, I don't know. Everybody exactly in the whole party went. Where the hell did the money go? Well, right. You have to find out. The money went in his pockets. That's yeah, where you he went. You have to find out how they do it. They can't directly do it. They do but it. But that's why Lieberman hired, fired everybody in his campaign. Remember? Oh, I remember that well. And then Lieberman he hired, was a crook. Then he yeah. hired all of his kids. You know, and paid them enormous salaries. Yeah, his, and and he had and, and his uh, wife and everybody else. Yeah, and he fired his uh, his campaign manager who who was who went public and said he was uh, he was a fraud. Yeah. You know. Didn't do him any good, though. Yeah, you lost anyway. Oh, my God. Um, that was quite a blow to that campaign manager, I think, who was probably an innocent. I didn't realize what a creep he was. There's no innocent campaign managers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what he know. did is he cut their salaries. He got rid of them. He, no, he cut. He originally cut their salaries by 20%, and gave and kept and then and then hired all of his uh, his kids at a, at a couple hundred thousand dollars, uh, you know, salaries. And his family right. members and everything. Yeah, and, you know, and then and he, he got rid of everybody yeah, too. He made over ten million dollars in that one, in, that, in his last election, and he kept yeah. it. He kept it. So you know, yeah, that didn't give it to anybody. He was a crook. Well, anyway, okay, I you don't hear you don't hear about. I would want to find out a little yeah, bit Yeah, you don't more hear about, about the Lieberworm any anymore, do you? No, no. You never hear about Lieberworm anymore. You know, so that that's why. Living high on his ill-gotten gains. All the Super Tuesday results are updated live. Okay, what was this? Donald Trump's favorite. Yeah, well, that, okay, that, that was before. Why don't black voters feel the burn? 
Maybe because only white Democrats have moved left. I thought that was an interest. Huh. And uh, whether or not they moved left or not, you know, it, it's not true. Okay, it's uh, it's that most of your white voters, most of your white voters and your black voters over 50 are, are, uh, are uh, Hillary people because they're so damn brainwashed. That's what they are. Okay? The results of Saturday Democratic primary in South Carolina, dominant win by Hillary Clinton, powered by the support for black voters, suggest that, Clinton's, that Clinton should also do well in the slew of southern states that make up the contest in Super Tuesday. But Clinton won by a massive margin, in part because black voters make up much more of the electorate than they did in 2008. And the year, uh, about 55% of uh, South Carolina Democrats were black. This year, it's more than 6 to 10. Uh, uh, six, more than 6, six in 10. 10. So yep. 60%. Uh, that largely, that's largely because far fewer white voters came to the polls. Applying exit poll demographic splits to turnout, you can see clearly how many fewer white voters came out on Saturday with elect eight years ago. Okay? That and that's because ago. most of them went over to Trump. Trump had a huge turnout, okay, of, of in South Carolina. Okay? Mm. This was the woman I was telling you about. Oh, I talked. Okay. I think I mentioned this last week, but yeah. she restored. This woman restored. Tulsi Gabbard resigned from her post on Sunday to endorse Democratic presidential candidate Bernie Sanders. Right now, she said this whole thing was so rigged. That's why she resigned. Uh, hang on a sec. That's discouraging. Must have been awful for her to realize yeah. that. Washington. Uh, let's see. This this came out February 28th. Okay. The Democratic National Committee Vice Chair, Tulsi Gabbard, uh, resigned from her post on Sunday to endorse Democrat presidential candidate Bernie Sanders following months of rising tension within the group. Uh, I think it's most important for us. Frozen? Commander-in-Chief has uh, foresight who exercises good judgment. Gabbard. Mm. <laughs> there we go again. This jumps all over the place. Yeah. Hang on a second. Gabbard, a U.S. representative. National uh, resigned from her post on Sunday to endorse presidential candidate Bernie Sanders, following months of tensions, rising tensions within the group. I think it's most important for us as we look at our choices as to who our chief commander-in-chief will be is to recognize the necessity to have a commander-in-chief who has foresight. Yeah. Of course, this, this 
sometimes you gotta wonder sometimes if they if they do this purposefully so people can't read it. Sanders, uh, a U.S. senator from Vermont, is competing with former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton, a Democrat. So the critics have said that scheduling the debates has favored Clinton, who is better known than Sanders and is favored to win the nominating contest. Committee Chair Debbie Wasserman Schultz issued a statement accepting Gabbard's resignation, calling her a friend and praising the active duty veteran for her service in the armed forces. Congresswoman Gabbard is a role model who embodies the American ideal with everyone, anyone but big American ideal that anyone can dream big and make a difference. She is also a colleague in Congress and a friend, and I look forward to continuing to work alongside of her with a party behind her. It just means we don't get along we at all. We and don't I get along. Guts. I hate her guts. Yeah. That's to read through those lines. And they, they don't like each other at all. So, you know, this is this is what's interesting, but this never made it for any further. It made it Reuters, but nobody really carried it. never went into the mainstream news, you know, and into no. uh, on the national news that anybody would dare, you know, dare defy uh, um, Hillary. Yeah, the Democratic Party or Hillary. So, you know, basically that's 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 where it is. Um, is it this? You know, I know we're not. Uh, I'm going to see if we got any at all union news. There wasn't that much out there tonight today to to talk about. So I'm kind of. Uh, what one thing I did notice today, and I was trying to, I don't know if I was able to. Uh, what was that? They were saying saying how how uh, uh, Trump has uh, stated that he likes uh, with the right to work uh, thing. Oh, yeah, right. sure. So he doesn't have to pay people. Yeah, and uh, he, he's going to support that, or he has been supporting that. And, uh, He's anti-union. Yeah, yeah, he, he doesn't like unions. He, he, he fights them off. So you know, these are things that that really annoy the hell out of me about him. The economy added 292,000 jobs in December, hmm. and unemployment remains unchanged at 5%. Now, I don't know if you remember this or not, but when George Bush was um, president mm-hmm. and he added 300,000 jobs in a month, yep. they all poo-pooed that, like that was that was bad, that was nothing, oh, that's crap, right? Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? Now they're 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 saying, oh, Obama's administration had less than three hundred thousand jobs, and how wonderful and wonderful he is. Huh? Amazing. Huh? Just, yeah. totally, See totally, how the times change. Yeah, it just totally totally amazes me. Unfortunately, this is yeah. But unemployment remains unchanged at five percent. Of course, it's unchanged because they don't you know they don't add any or subtract anything, and they fudge all the books. You know. Yeah, yep. The U.S. economy added 292,000 jobs in December, and unemployment was 5%, remaining unchanged for the previous month, according to figures released this morning by the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics. This continues the record string of months with job growth. 
in uh, in response to the summer jobs numbers, AFL-CIO Chief Economist Robert Sprague said, in spite of continued job growth in the December job numbers, a broad-based wage growth continues to elude workers, and average wages fell slightly. That's uh, proof that the economy is still not producing the results that working people deserve. Jobs must provide wages to sustain a family, and the big picture must be looked at when determining policy that will make an economy that works for all of us. Whether it is how to raise interest rates or rejecting the job-killing Trans-Pacific Partnership, we must ensure that policies are pushed and benefits giant that benefit that policies aren't pushed that benefit giant corporations at the expense of working people. I agree with that fully. Last month's biggest job gains were in healthcare, 39,000. Food service and drinking places, 37,000. Transportation and warehousing, 23,000. The mining industry lost 8,000 jobs. According to VLS, some major industries, including wholesale trade, retail trade, financial activities, and government, saw little change over the past month. Among the major worker groups, the unemployment rate for blacks declined to 8.3% in December, while the rate for adult men, 4.7%, adult women, 4.4%, teenagers, 16.1%, whites, 45 Asians, 4%, and Hispanics, 6.3%. Why don't they talk about uh, blacks? Huh. The number of long-term unemployed, uh, those jobless for 27 or more weeks, uh, was essentially unchanged at 2.1 million in December and accounted for 26.3% of the unemployed. Wow. Mm. That's a long time to be unemployed for 27 27 weeks. It's half a year or more. All right. So anyway, um, that's not so good. Let's see. Uh, Any more? Gig economy. Huh. You never heard of that? No. Nope. heard of a gig economy. Okay. The economy adds 151,000 jobs in January. Unemployment remains unchanged at 4.9%. Now they only added. How could it, how could unemployment remain at 4.9% if the if they only added 151,000 jobs, and the year and the month before they had 292,000 jobs? Right? I don't know. And they added less jobs in January, and it went down one per, uh, one tenth of one percent. Jeez, I, I don't, I, I don't believe any of these statistics. I swear to God, they don't make any sense. Where are the jobs? New reports show TPP fails workers. Uh, we knew that well, was going to happen. That was that's. I think that was an old one that we read. Yeah, but we knew that was going to happen anyway. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Well, the categories. Yeah, yeah. She, she's, she, she's smart. Working people must be protected in on-demand economy. Did we read that last week? No. 
take them out with one every week. Making the same mistake twice. Why the Fed shouldn't raise rates? Many are convinced that the November employment report and the Bureau of Labor Statistics was positive enough to finally give the Federal Reserve Open Market Committee the room to raise interest rates. The report extended the record straight month of job gains and because the number of the previous months were adjusted upward, the report made the last two months more positive. Well, the problem with record strings, of course, the problem with record strings, of course, is that they have to end. Okay. And they extend longer, the chances increase that they won't be able to continue the string. Uh, unfortunately, November has been has some great clouds for one manufacturing work and so on. Yeah, this is about as boring as my left foot sole, my left foot shoe. What do you think? Pretty boring. Okay, let's get out of here and uh, let's go to more fun in the sun somewhere. Uh, Here's an interesting thing I thought we, we, we might want to mention. What's that, Leo? The American foreign policy. CIA-backed rebels are fighting Pentagon-backed rebels. Isn't that interesting? I thought the, 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 the whole thing, the whole system is so so crazy. It's just so out of hand. Uh, CIA-backed Islamic rebels are fighting against Pentagon-backed Kurdish rebels <laughs> in Syria. Officials with Syrian rebel battalions that received covert backing from one arm of the U.S. government told BuzzFeed News that they recently began fighting rival rebels supported by another arm of the U.S. government. The infighting between American proxies is the latest setback for the Obama administration's Syria policy and lays bare its contradictions as violence in the country gets worse. The confusion is playing out on the battlefield with the U.S. effectively engaging in a proxy war with itself. <laughs> Fuqua and Sultan Murad received weapons from the U.S. and its allies as part of a covert program overseen by the CIA that aids rebel groups struggling to overthrow the government of Syrian President Bashar uh, Assad, according to rebels, officials, and analysts tracking the conflict. While the Kurdish militants, on the other hand, receive weapons and support from the Pentagon as part of the U.S. efforts to fight ISIS, known, as the, known as the People's Protection Units. Yeah. Uh, and they are the centerpiece of Obama administration's strategy against the extremists in Syria and coordinate regularly with U.S. airstrikes. The Daily Beast <laughs> the also reports that the U.S. allies are fighting CIA-backed rebels. The U.S. Oh, is supporting boy. the Kurds who are the best-on-the-ground fighters against ISIS, yet America's <sighs> close ally, on. Turkey, is trying to wipe out the Kurds. <laughs> Moreover, the U.S., Turkey, and Saudi Arabia are using the Inserlik air base in Adana, Turkey, on the border with Syria to launch military operations in Syria. The U.S. is using uh, Inserlik airport to support the Kurds, but Turkey is using the same exact air base to bomb the Kurds. Right. In addition, 
the U.S. is supporting Shia Muslims in Iraq, but supporting their arch enemy Sunni Muslims in neighboring Syria. And the U.S. claims to be fighting the war on terror against the exact same groups, ISIS and Al-Qaeda, that our closest allies are supporting. Absolutely insane, unless the U.S. is really pursuing an agenda in which the chaos is the goal. And you sometimes wonder about that. Oh, yeah, it is. It is. It's like, it's like you know, they are. And, and how, what better than to, than to uh, you know, uh, what better than to do that? You know, support both both uh, both places. You sell more weapons. You know what I mean? You, you know, you, it's all money, man. It's all money. I'll leave you with this. The only thing Hillary's ever accomplished is avoiding prosecution. Well, that seems to be the truth. I just don't trust her. I didn't like her husband. He he pushed through some of the worst um, well, regulations affecting the middle class. Well, here it is. Here, let's finish with this one. You got Hillary and the Bill sitting on a, outside Sofa somewhere. Sofa yucking it up. And uh, saying, well, we're paid. And they're, they're laughing. You know, and they're giggling, and I said, we're paid off by the corporations who took your job and house away, and your dumbass still votes for us. <laughs> You're idiots, folks. That's what it's all about. That's how they see you. And I guess we are. So, anyway, I want to say thank you. Good night, everybody. Good night, folks. And, uh, you know... It's all not all is not lost completely. It's just uh, well, it's not lost because we haven't elected anybody yet. Not yet, but uh, uh, gee, I'm it's kind of worried. Getting damn close. <laughs> I have to say, I'm a little bit worried. So anyway, have a good evening, folks, and uh, talk to you soon. Stay with. <laughs>